Hello and welcome back to another episode of Destroy Digital, a digital marketing podcast. I am one of your two hosts, Chris Asher, and over here is... Mark Chen. How you doing, Mark? I'm doing great, Chris. How about you? Yeah, good. I hear you've been talking to a wealth management firm. That's right. That's right. Um, they're pretty good with managing wealth. Oh, okay. Well, let's well, talk about that in this episode. All right, welcome back. Um, so, wealth management firm. Yeah. So, uh, you were talking to who were you talking to? Well, they called Inoro Wealth yeah. Management. Inoro is, um, you know, a Latin phrase for enriching the guild, you know, covering gold, and that's kind of where they're coming from. And it's not about the money, obviously. It's about enriching your lives. Okay. You know, through wealth managing your wealth. Um, yeah. So they've been around for twelve years. Yeah. Um, two directors, very boutique. They punch way above their weight in terms of their client base. You know, very exclusive uh, in the sense that they, you know, they want to give people more personalized service. So they've deliberately cut back on the total number of customers that they could have. Okay. Uh, clients, um, but they, they, we call them clients, obviously. Um, and to do to do all of that stuff, they've they've really gone out and uh, leveraged technology. So you know, they 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 most of the stuff is done through web portals, and they've okay. cut down the amount of admin. That sounds pretty good. Yeah, they well, sound like they're cutting the edge of of uh, you know the what, what possible digital advice could they need? They're well, he, already doing it. Well, here's the thing. So, from an operational perspective, they're doing really well. Yeah. Right. Delivery service, blah blah blah, and all you know, all the stuff that that keeps the lights on. Okay. Where where they they are now looking to go is they want to increase the proportion of high net worth clients, you know, with more complex needs. Okay. And that's where the digital marketing comes in. So who are, who are high net worth? Oh. Like what does, like for me as someone who, I, I don't do financial stuff. Yeah. I'm, I'm really not good with that. So mm-hmm. break it down for me. Who, like what types of, is, are we talking about? Okay. So a high net worth client in a lot of cases is someone that has a lot of private wealth. You know, someone's got a million bucks, two million yeah. You know, upwards of five million dollars. Okay. You know, um, whether they've come, you know, into money by inheritance or they've, you know, um, well worked for it. Yeah. Um, and that's uh, and and clients that that play, that have that kind of wealth, they have a lot of more complex financial issues. You yeah. Know? It's like um, you know, and 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 how do you you know, and how do you you know, you, you, you man, how do you structure your your portfolio as they call it, right? Okay. Uh, and so they're looking. So, so Inora is looking for more clients of that caliber. Okay. And they and like I said, they punch way above their weight. They they have a really high proportion of uh, you know high net worth clients versus for you know um, regular clients. Regular yeah. folk like us. Like us, absolutely. <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, you know, I just want to sleep with the common people like me. <laughs> um, and uh, and and. And they're in a really good position to do so. So where they've never done, what they've never done before is they've actually never gone to market with, well, a marketing campaign, a marketing plan. Like a full proper marketing plan. Yeah, yeah. because they've always had really good word of mouth referrals. Uh, okay. You know, they've grown uh, organically. Yeah. Uh, which is obviously the best way to grow. So it's a, it's been a proofs in the pudding type situation like they've done really well for people they've had people refer them on and they've just grown that way spot on spot on so now they they want to go outside of there you know they want to start ramping it up a little more so they're in a bit of a bubble are they like a bubble of like they've got 
all of the same people, you know, um, not, um, not, they're not f- f- getting further out or? No, I think, I think, okay, so we've, we've done, I've done a bit of workshopping with them mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and we know for a fact that there is more that they can, they can do. Okay. So a lot of, and this is, and this is, this is no criticism on them. This is a, a lot of businesses do this. You, a lot of business, a lot of firms don't actually ask for referrals. Uh, okay. It's just not a thing that we do. Yeah. You know, but then, you know, what's the adage? Don't ask, don't get, right? And sometimes it actually is, um, is not a bad thing to actually ask people, the people who like you, yeah, the people that you do great work for, yeah, who obviously are very proud, you know, that they've hired you because you know they're still paying you money to 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 do the work for them, yeah, to refer you on, isn't it? Yeah, okay, you know. So some of the things that we'll be doing with uh with Inoro in the you know in the coming months is to ramp up their referral program, and we'll talk about more of that in uh, in uh, well later. But I like to talk about um, you know, as part of this whole process, is talk about personas, okay. Because that's some of the work that we did um, within Aura was persona work. Okay, cool. So um, just for people listening, I know what personas are. I've, I've done a bit of that stuff um, for one of, the, one of the companies that I worked for mm-hmm. um, in terms of uh, editorial sort of personas, who to yep. write for. Yep. Um, I'm assuming it's a pretty similar thing, but it's Absolutely. who to market to yep. and how to market to them. That's right. So... Personas are, you know, it, it, it's it's just code. It's 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 jargon. I would I will consider it jargon because um, you know some people call it my target audience. Yeah. Or who your who's your customer base? But I think I think personas are like um, a way more detailed. That is true. Uh, version of that, like yes. that's like breaking down to the to the actual persona of a person. That's right. So an audience, so like you, so you you segmentize your your client your client base yeah. or your target audiences, right? Um, and then you start drill down a little deeper. You you understand their behaviors, understand where, you know, what are the messages they're going to be receptive to. Where will you know? You, it's the old adage is you want to catch a bus, you got to go, you got to stand at the bus stop. Yeah. If you got to find out where you know, and and if your audience is is you know the proverbial bus, well, you've got. To be at, you know, you've got you've got to find you out where be, the bus where stop the is. Bus is. <laughs> yeah, you got to find out where the bus stop is, right? Yeah. And and so where we did some work, uh, so we did some work with uh, with an RO, and we identified a really juicy isn't the right word, but a, a persona group um, that is uh, it's well, for want of a better term, goldmine. For yeah. Them. Um, a lot of companies, we well, we call them persona four. Uh, and in Persona Four, these guys are high net worth individuals, right? Yeah. Because they already deal in the high net worth game. Yeah. It stands to reason that they can expand their high net worth a clientele. Why are they called Persona Four? Um, because one, two, and three are uh, are we've we we oh, identified so you've yeah we've made added four f- personas. That's right. We've added up five four personas for them. Four or five. Four. 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 Okay. Yeah. So which what? Let's just run through what one, two, and three ah, okay. would be. All right. So financial for for a wealth management company, right? Mm-hmm. It's really straightforward in the sense that 
because different personas you can you can group them differently. Yeah, and for and, that, and for each different business, by the way, um, these personas will be different. Like even other financial firms and stuff, depending on what they're trying to, what right. products they that's right. Uh, you know, selling and stuff like that. So you'd want to do your own work in regards to this sort of thing. Absolutely. Um, but this is just an example. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So the four personas that we've uh, we've come we've uh, we've formulated. Um, follows a financial journey of the average you know, Australian. Yeah. So persona one is someone who's gotten to a new job, you know, mm-hmm. um, young professional, hasn't started acquiring any assets yet, but has got a good income. Okay. Yeah. Uh, persona two would be someone who's uh, would be someone who's already start who is acquiring assets. Yeah. So maybe buying their first home or you know uh, sure. restructuring their uh, um, their, port- their their share portfolio. Yeah. Um, that's that's persona two. Persona three is someone who's acquired assets and now they're looking to restructure their asset base because um, in with view to retirement. Okay, yep. Yeah. So and it's almost like each stage of uh, someone's career potentially yeah, through their life. Yeah, that's right. Your financial yeah. your financial journey, so yeah, to speak. Yeah. In fact, um uh they one of the directors is actually writing a series of articles called Your Financial Journey. Okay. And that's part of the, you know, um, as part of the the, the inaugural wealth management story. Ah, uh, cool. Yeah. Um, so, all right. So, Persona 4, though, they're, 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 they're a bit of a, a unique breed. Yeah. The high net worth individuals. People who have in, who've made, you know, made, well, they say, you know, made made their money or inherited it, you know, through, uh, uh, um, you know, uh, family trusts or whatnot. And now these guys have, have slightly more uh, um, ability to structure their 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 wealth okay um and we thought okay well let's let's have a look at how you know high um high net worth individuals let's let's, let's see what they do how do how 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 what they tell me mark tell me what you're trying to say i'm trying to say i would say behavior but it sounds like you know we've turned them into some sort of a zoological specimen but it's not well really. they kind of are in this situation yeah they're a fictional they're a fictional uh persona well not they're they're they are a specimen yeah. that's really what they are in in a marketing sense yeah right. they're yeah. they're a specimen right now they are, they are. so let's okay. let's talk let, about let, them let. as such all right so stop beating around the bush <laughs> tell me about the specimen for all right so if <laughs> So having done the work, um, we've discovered a few behavior patterns yeah. um, that that the high net worth individuals you know follow, and one of them is self actualization. So I've got all this money. What can I do with it? Yeah, you know what what do I do with this money now? I know I can't take it with me. You know, uh, a, a, a lot of people in this in this position that they're not they're pretty enlightened. They know that you know I've got enough money. I never ever have to work a day anymore a day in my life ever again. But yeah. what do I do here? Do I set up the kids? Do I Start the band that I that I didn't you know that I go back to playing music you know that I that I gave up when I was twenty sure um, and things like that oh, oh, oh what about a cause you know I'm I'm out yeah. yeah and and that's the kind of behavior that we started seeing coming you know that that, that was being documented right okay um and so and we we've realized is that um people high net worth individuals hang out with other high net worth individuals yeah it's a thing yeah you know it's like socialites. They become socialites, don't they? No, they they <laughs> they move in the same circles. Yeah, you attract you know, like like attracts like. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. Yeah, and and let's. I was joking. Yeah, I know you were joking, but you know I'm not going to give you the satisfaction. Yeah, all right, fair enough. Um, and and we and and so I looked at my own uncles. You know, some of my uncles have done really well for themselves. Yeah, 
And one of them, you know, he does. He 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 gets all his friends and they go on tours together. Yeah. You know, and he negotiates great rates because blah, blah, blah. Right. Yeah. And you can hear the conversations happening in the background. It's like going, oh, you know, um, who's handling your money? You know, it's like what's going on here? You know, it's like, it's like, oh, you know, my accountant's such a, you know, so-and-so. He's totally, you know, messed it up. Talk to my guys. You know, yeah. Talk to my guys. My guys are really good. You know, anyway, in fact, I'm going to call him right now. He picks up the phone. He calls his guy and says, you know, my friend's going to call you on Monday. Yeah. And you look after him. And that's that. It's done. Yeah, yeah. And that's so a it's referral. A very, a very personal sort of referral network. A- absolutely. And absolutely. Yeah. And, and and you start to see this sort of behavior. So I watch my uncles like going, they don't take no for an answer. They don't wait for solutions. They, they make things happen. Yeah. And so then we went, okay, so how, well, let's, let's, let's do that. Let's ask for these referrals. Okay. Let's yeah. identify clients that like and love what we do. Yeah. And ask them if they're going to refer, if they can help us refer. Yeah. Don't ask, don't get. Sure. So how do you, how do you approach these people? Like what's the, what's the real world situation, which could be applied to pretty much any industry as well. Yes. Um, uh, okay. So say for example, um, I've got these clients that they keep coming to me. How do I break the ice and say, because that's probably one of the hardest things for business owners to do is break the ice and ask their clients for something. Absolutely. I think, I think it stems from two things. One is um, it's not done. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, it's like this, 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 this barrier. This is, oh, it's unusual. Yeah. It's unusual behavior. It's unusual behavior. It's just not done. Yeah. You know, but, Okay, then just because it's not done doesn't mean you can do it. Yeah, um, and then the other and the other uh, 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 um, part of it is it comes from I see it sometimes. It's a psychological barrier because it's it's like it's like uh, my work's not really that good. Yeah, it's a bit of insecurity. Yeah, you know, like you know, I'm I'm you know I'm charging these people money, but I'm really not that good. So therefore, do I want them to refer me on? Yeah, but um, yeah, okay. Um, I, I couldn't imagine that these guys would feel like uh, that, not, not, no, def- definitely not for Inoro. It's like yeah. for them, it's more like yeah, it's not done because you know we we're here for our clients. Yeah, yeah. It's more like it, you just wouldn't think to we're, ask your clients for something because we're a service industry. Yeah, yeah. We're yeah. here to serve our clients, not the other way around. Exactly. But the paradigm shift here is if people like you and love you, yeah, they want to help you for sure. You know, and that's and 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 that was the the mind shift that had to happen in with with the with the marketing with the marketing mindset of 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 you know of the firm. Okay, so now that that's that's established, what do you do? No, it's what you when gonna... when do you ask? <laughs> you know, when do you ask the pretty girl to the prom? <laughs> <laughs> well, it, well, there, there you go, there you go. So you either oh boy. It doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah. That's th- thank you, Chris. Okay. Yep. Um, uh, so when do you pop the question? When do you pop the question? That's, well, that's what I'm trying yeah. to say. So do you bring a box of chocolates and ask? Do yeah. You, do you mow her lawn and then ask? <laughs> you know, do you... No. Well, so, uh, like, seriously, though, when 
when they when you've had a meeting with them how do you do you just get okay. in contact with them out of the blue you cold yep. essentially cold call them i think it, de- no, it depends on it depends on your on your on your on your service delivery model yeah right so do if you put in a process maybe okay so let's talk about that that way there's yep. two there's two ways of approaching this one is the personal approach because yep. if you're very personal with your, all your clients you know them on a first name basis yeah you will know which clients are happy to refer you on right Make an agenda. Say, you know, call your client up, says, look, you know, we're, 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 we've got added capacity. We've worked really hard, you know, to get us to this point. Uh, I would like to talk to you about, you know, helping us grow. Yeah. And if your client, and, and you know, and, and if your client loves you, they will say, yeah, sure. I'm happy to help. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. sure. You know, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The guys at the yacht club, we'll get you in. No problem. You know, we'll have a seminar. We'll have a do, we'll do a night. We'll do a night. We'll do a night. You know, we'll do yeah. a thing. We'll yeah. do a thing. You know, at the yacht club, right? I'll introduce you to everyone. You know, like yeah, sure, no problem. And and that, and that's the kind of conversation you want to engender if you're personal. One, you know, if 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 your business is less than personal, you can set up a process. And part of that process could be something I want to introduce here. It's called um feedback marketing. Okay. Now this we didn't come up. I didn't come up with this. Is a guy called Dan Allison that came up with this, and um and. And the ten and the and the philosophy is pretty much the same. Don't ask, don't get. Mm-hmm. And the people who are your clients, if they love you, they will help you. Sure. So the question that you would ask is, um, you know, the, 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 so the, the premise of feedback marketing is, you get your clients in a room, and then ask them the simple question of, "We're looking to grow. Can you come up with ideas? Can you help us with ideas? How would you help? You know, right? Yeah." Can, can, we, we're trying to, you know. How do you get? How do you get them into a room? Well, just invite them. Goodness, like you just say, "Hey, everybody!" You just start calling people up and go, "Absolutely, hey, come into the office on Tuesday." Yeah, why? It could be that. It I could, just it, want to talk to you. No, you set them an agenda. <laughs> you can send them an agenda. So one of the things that, that 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 I think a lot of businesses don't do well, yeah, is communicate to their stakeholders. Okay, which is your, your clients. Your clients are your stakeholders. Your clients are the people that are that are most invested in your del- service delivery. Yeah. Not your staff. Yeah. Your clients are. Yeah. Right? Um, because they're paying, you know, that, that, that's what they're investing in. So in that sense, if you treat them as stakeholders in your business, mm-hmm. and this is Dan Allison's words, not mine. Uh, okay. Yeah. You, you, you communicate with them yeah. where your business is going. You know, and I'm telling you, a lot of cu- a lot of customers. And okay, I've, I've and actually. Done- I guess I guess especially with like a, a, a wealth management firm like mm. this, then they are literally invested with this with this company. So it's like absolutely exactly. in their best interest to be able to have a say in what they what they might like or what they might that, right. not like that's so right. much or that's whatever. Right. I mean, if someone's handling your money, don't you want to know? Yeah. You know what they're going to be doing with their business in five years time? Sure. Right. I've got everything tied up with these guys and they're going to go out of business in three years. I wouldn't, I don't want that. No. I want, I want to know. Yeah. Right. And so when businesses, and when you start communicating to your client base, which is what, you know, a lot of the the big MNCs do really well, the big, the, you know, the Fortune 500 companies do really well through shareholder meetings. Um, smaller firms don't do that well. Okay. But, but, but what, so I'm go, scenario painted here is calling up your client going, we've had a, we've had a board meeting. We want to grow. Yeah. We want to grow X amount in the next few years. Yeah. And we're asking, you know, we're coming to you as a, a trusted client and an ally 
um, to help us do that. You know, we're going to put on the night. We're going to put on a, a dinner. Yeah. You're invited. There's only, there's only going to be five people, other people in the room. Thank you. And we're going to sit down and, uh, you know, help us brainstorm this. All right. So, so what does, and then through that you ask them for like, do you have people that you can refer us to? And Oh, you can ask them for, for refer no, no, to no, us no, or, no, you don't have do to do that. Do? You don't have to do that. You just ask one of the things that pe- if, if people really want to help, mm-hmm. you let them come up with the ideas. Yeah. Pose to them, you know, it's like, and, and, and obviously the, the, the question they'll ask is what's in it for me. Yeah. What's in it for the client is as we grow, right. Better service. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, at better service, better. You know, uh, um, we will have. You know, we'll be, we'll be more. We'll be more robust business. Yeah. You know, and a delicious dinner, and a delicious <laughs> dinner process, and you know, and some nice champagne. Yeah. So, how does this turn into other than improving your potentially your day to day processes and business things? Um, In what context? Like, like running things like you're getting a feedback from people how is this how is this marketing ah, how okay. does that how right. is that so, thing connecting so, all right so feedback marketing uh, mm-hmm. yes while they're giving you the feedback yeah it's not about the feedback it's about the process of getting that feedback okay because what inevitably happens is people will say you know why don't you guys hold up you know like a, yeah like an info night at the yacht at my yacht club yeah well i don't have access to your yacht club Oh, I've got access to my yacht club, mate. I'll I'll set it up. Yeah, you know, you just you just get your PowerPoint ready. So it's more of a networking, more of a networking event bada than, bing, a, than a feedback. Exactly, uh, exactly. But it's couched as feedback because yeah, what yeah. it means is that the the, the power gives people a reason to be there and an opportunity to say something. Exactly, yeah. and, and and also the power transfer. Yeah. You're, it's not top down. You're not telling your yeah. clients what you're doing, exactly what they're doing for you. Yeah, you're letting them tell you what they can do for you. Yeah, so you're already you're already in a situation of them going, "I'm helping." That's right. So, so how else want, can I help? People want to help. Yeah, yeah. People who love you want to help you. That's the you know that's a that's you know, Chris. Remember we talked about this once about business being a doggy dog world. Yes, and we both disagreed with that. Yeah. Yeah? We, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was. It was like no, 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 no. People do business with people that they like. Yeah. If I'm gonna spend money with somebody, I, I want to like the guy. Yeah, for sure. And this is. And, and this if is, I want to partner up with someone, he, not I, gonna, not gonna uh, like you. I find that I find that that you get more value for your business if you partner up with a potential competitor, almost. Hmm. Um, in terms of like. You know, you help each other out in one way or another. For example, making content and stuff like that. I have a network of people that do video stuff. Yep. And we work together. Yep. And we help each other. Yep. And you and that's you get way more work with that sort of thing. Yep. Than you do trying to like you know not networking with other people or working against and, them. Yeah, yeah. Or working yeah. against them. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. You know, and you know, and so people do business with the people that they like. And yep. an extension of that is, you know, if your clients, if you're doing a good job and you, if you're doing a good job, means your client, hopefully means your clients will like you, which means they want to help. Yeah. Um, I want to add something here about an extension to that. Yeah. Um, is, you know, the whole Buddhist tenement, right? I'm not Buddhist, by the way, but, you know, but the, but the idea that if you, um, if you, it's better to give than to receive. Yeah. Yeah. 
uh, I don't know if it's Buddhist, but you know, the adage where it's, you know, it's better to give than to receive. Now, here's the other thing, but, but it's about a part of the equation, right? If nobody receives, then nobody can give. That is so true, Mark. So, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> well, I, go on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, right, yeah. Well, someone's got to. Yeah, you got to give give stuff to people. Yeah. Someone's got to have someone give something to yeah. them. So, what's yeah. wrong with asking for help? Yeah. Oh, for sure. And this is exactly what feedback marketing is about. Okay. It's about actually going to your clients and customer base and asking yeah. for help. All right. So now we've. Okay. So that's cool. Um, that's, I hadn't, I hadn't really thought about, uh, feedback coming through that way. It's a, for me, that's interesting because I haven't heard any of, um, that sort of theory. I'm not the marketing guy. Yeah. You're the marketing guy. I'm the content guy. Yeah. Um, so in regards to content, what are they doing for content? As you said, they were writing some articles. Yeah. Yeah. So they're doing articles. They've got a newsletter, which is, you know, really well received. But I, th- I think this is where you come in, Chris, because the future of co- content marketing, mm. right, for a lot of financial services firm, I think is it's, well, if you're not, if, guys, if you don't have a newsletter or writing articles about, you know, uh, uh, and having a blog, yeah, you really should do that. I think, I think financial, um, financial industry, a blog is actually really important mm-hmm. um, and a newsletter uh, because there's so much going on and it's always changing. Yep. If you can find a format for it that people will, I like to know about this particular thing, mm. if you have like a, reg, a regular repetitive sort of format where like like a newspaper yes, where they go, oh, I always, even if I don't read this top part of it, there's this bit at the bottom where I love to check what's going on with whatever, maybe it's st- some sort of stock or something. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know the financial things. Yeah. I already told you that. Yeah. But if you set it out like a like a newspaper with actual information that yeah. they're getting as an update, they will always open it. Spot on every single time. Yep. Yeah. I think what you, I, I, um, I think what I'm hearing from you is that you want to establish thought leadership, isn't it? It's not even so much thought leadership. It's more like even if there's some sort of news section where there's something's just where you're just giving an update on yeah. a particular thing yeah. so that people can go and check, oh, yeah, that's still doing good mm. or whatever. You mm. know what mm. I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe not so much thought leadership because I, I feel like that um, goes into the realm of having – new ideas that no one's thought of yet and trying to pack that into your newsletter every week, which is impossible. Yeah. So it's, I think if you're doing like a weekly financial newsletter, it's got to be something about financial news so that they can jump in go, oh, here's an update about this, 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 and this. Oh, and they've written this article. So I'll go and check that out. Yeah. I I hear what you're saying because if if if, if I've got, financial advisors or wealth managers working for me. Yeah. Don't I, I, that's right. I want to hear their views on what's happening in the market, isn't it? Yeah. Rather than reading it on someone else's website or reading it from, you know, some other person's newspaper, I want to know that the people that I'm paying money to who are advising me. For sure. Would give me the advice. But also if, if you're sending a weekly newsletter, the amount of times that people will just click delete before they've opened it. Hmm. 
um, because they're like, oh, it's that one again. But if you put some regular information like statistics or something in there, that's something that's easy, that it's not, it's not, you don't have to do research on, you don't need to do that. You look at something and go, ah, oh, it's this number today. Put that in. Okay. Now they've got a reason to open it every single week because yep. they know that it's an updated thing of that straight into their inbox yep. and then they'll see the article. Yeah. Yep. So if they like if them if you're finding that they're maybe not opening yep. the newsletter, mm-hmm. give them a reason to open every single one, even if it's just to check that one thing. Yep. Yep. Um That's a good way of doing it. Yeah. 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 Um, what about get them addicted to it make it part of their habit right so they're always like oh yeah it comes in i check that and then i hit delete or i check that and go oh that article looks really interesting i'll click through to mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. what about what about the future of um of the type of content that you know that 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 that's you know that's coming through you know like like i said blog a blog is so last decade i mean goodness if you haven't got a blog you really have should have one that's like i think almost for, i think for financial um i think for financial um it's got to be stuff that is up to the minute mm-hmm. so that's why i'd put those updates every week yeah um and if you wanted to do something media related uh, you could do like, like we're doing um what we're a doing podcast. a podcast yep um so a lot, I know that a lot of, and there's probably, that's the only thing is that financial podcasts like marketing podcasts mm-hmm. are a dime a dozen, yep. right? Yep. Um, so you'd have to, you'd have to come up with something for a, a financial podcast that made it different and gave people a reason to listen because if you if you're just another couple of people talking about the same stuff that's yep. on every other podcast then yep. no one's going to listen well, and i think that's that's what we did we brainstormed with this one how are we going to make this different we could sit here and talk about marketing and content and stuff every day but that's so boring what if we what if we actually had case studies where we make it more interactive and talk about a particular company mm. like we're doing now yeah um and do you know each eventually once we've cleared this first probably 10 to 20 episode section where they're not all about you know an individual company case study where we we talk about some of these different ideas that we've got um in terms of content and and marketing which are coming up in the previous episodes of this podcast yep but once we get into the swing of it with this one it'll be basically this sort of thing where we talk about an ind- individual company it can be relevant to different industries and all of that sort of stuff but we've got an actual case study i haven't found another podcast that does that so if the financial um firm wanted to do a podcast you'd want to brainstorm What's the point of difference? How do you make this financial podcast different to every other thousands of po- financial podcasts yep. that there be? Yeah. Yep. Um, so that would be important. The other thing I was saying with um, with multimedia digital content, uh, I would up to the minute stuff, live streaming, uh, probably on Facebook, I'd imagine, more than YouTube mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, because while their target audience 
their target audience is probably more likely to be on Facebook than on YouTube. Yep. Um, so that's yeah, I get probably that. where I, totally I put get that. that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's oh, basically oh, as simple as that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Um, a bit of a, uh, a caveat here. So when you first start your first episode, first live stream, if you get three people watching, that's great. If you get five, even better. But oh, don't, don't exp- three's, three's fantastic for a first live stream. I've yeah. done live streams that have got one and two. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so don't be discouraged. Yeah. I think that's I think that's a good takeaway for the, for, for 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 this episode. Yeah. Is don't be discouraged. You got to keep at it. You got to keep pushing your content till you create a huge a, a, a critical mass of content, a, a pool, so yeah. to speak, isn't it? Yeah. And in terms just just quickly before, I know that we need to wrap it up where mm. we're nearing the end of the episode, but in terms of the live streaming stuff for a financial uh firm, uh I would sort of recommend doing something like first of all you want to have a personality so you need to be someone that can be in front of the camera um and talk about stuff and answer questions because the comments that's an opportunity to actually talk one-on-one with people um in an open forum where people are commenting Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh so the idea would be how i'd probably do it would be i'd have about a list of stuff that I wanted to cover in the live stream and then open up uh, any questions to people who are watching. You might not want to do that until you've got, you know, X amount of people or something like that. So just plan that the live stream is going to be five to 10 minutes long where you run through your list every week. Um, And because it's, it's not gone when it's live on Facebook, you can, you can save oh, that course. as a published video. So yeah. you're you're creating video content in, as you're live, as streaming, you're live isn't it? streaming. Oh, and you can put it on your website as well and put in your newsletter and all the other things. Yeah. Isn't it? And and you advertise we live stream at uh, four PM every Tuesday or something like that. I yeah. don't know when yeah. a good time is yeah. off the top of my head, but say you do that, um and you're putting that in the newsletter every yeah. week yeah. and maybe even here are some of the things that we're going to cover. So maybe you line up your newsletter to go out the day before your live stream. Tomorrow's live stream will be this. Yep. Here's the link to our Facebook page. Make sure you like it and tune in on this time. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's probably how I'd do it. And then you open up to the comments if there are enough people on there and maybe enough people commenting. Yep. Um and allow for maybe half an hour mm, total mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then call it a day and mm. say if you didn't get you know didn't if you if you didn't get your question answered come back next week and yep. we'll try and we'll try and answer those questions and then they they also will be providing you with um essentially your list of content that you can do the next week well, anyway. that's right that's a quick question what do you think of seeding your audience what do I think of seeding my audience? Yeah, so like you know, you have a, you have a live stream, right? Mm-hmm. And you get you get and you actually have people that are, you know, that you've that you've scheduled beforehand, yeah, to be on your live stream and feed those questions to you. Ah, oh, okay, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Um, nah, I think I th- I think let it be natural. If no one asks any questions, no one asks any questions. Um, I think that. If you have a list of stuff that you want to, am I, am I, have I interpreted your question correctly? Okay, cool. Um, If you've got a list of stuff that you're going to run through, just run through that stuff. I think seeding questions, um, while it might encourage 
other people to then ask questions. Um, I don't think it's... It's not authentic, isn't it? Yeah. I think authentic is the way to go. Yeah, I hear that. Mm. I hear that. All right. So I, I did my little rant. I hope you don't mind that I, I just went on. I feel like I just went on a rant. On what? For live stream? <laughs> for live streaming and podcasting and newsletters. Right, ladies and gentlemen, and... you've just heard Chris Asher <laughs> rant about live streaming. Okay. Right. We've got to wrap this up, though. Is there anything that we need to, that you want to cover before we do wrap oh, no, this I think, up? Yeah, no. No, I think we'll just um, we just go through the points. If you yeah, um, work your personas, yeah. understand your audience. Yeah. And then come up with some great engaging content that will engage them. And if you need to ask your clients for help. I think that's the big one for, for this episode. The big takeaway for me yeah. is if you're going to, uh, like you can ask people for help and they will want to help you. And it's not just a form of, um, oh, we're, we're going to give you feedback. It's, it's a form of networking. Hmm. If you see it like that, then it might be actually easier to ask people for help. Yep. So let's uh, we'll wrap, wrap it, it up, up there. Yep. Um, thanks for listening. This is Destroy Digital, episode three, I believe, um, on inoral wealth uh, management. management. Yep. Um, if you have any questions or anything like that feel free to jump over to our website www.destroydigital.com.au uh over there we've got uh show notes and all of that sort of stuff as well as an online form if you want to get in touch with us and ask us anything we might cover that on a future episode um oh and this is where we ask you for help our um wonderful listeners yes go for it well like us on Facebook. Yeah, share share the episode if you wouldn't mind. Yes, if you found it helpful. Yeah, um, Facebook, Twitter. It's the, our, our handles are Destroy Digital. Should be pretty easy to find on Instagram. We're Destroy Digital Podcast. That's right, because we're the only one. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. All right. So thanks for listening, and uh, we'll catch you in the next one. See you later.